good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Thursday, June 17th, 2021. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And yet again, it is Dos Compadres for the time being. Unfortunately, Ken has some family matters to attend to. However, we look forward to having him back in the future, so stay tuned. And with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, no, I'm doing really good. It's been a a crazy week. I've had a lot on my plate as far as like the back end of the site goes. So a lot of the stuff that I've been listening to or stuff that we're going to talk about throughout the show. The only thing that I can think of that I've like, I had a brief moment the other day where I was able to listen to Hinata Zaka 46's latest number again. And I was really enjoying that. The funny thing is Luna is you're the one song you liked on that, that single is the one song for whatever reason, never wants to load when I'm listening to it. I have the hardest time loading that one song. I don't know why. And I love it too. But for whatever reason, it doesn't want to load. So, But I've been listening to that and I have been listening to Scarlet Lips. Other than that, it's just like everything that I've been listening to, we will talk about for the show. Other than that, I can't think of too much. Luna, how have you been this week? It's been crazy busy. However, I'm able to listen to music while I work, and that helps me actually be more productive. So I've listened to a ton of stuff. I'm only going to highlight a few things. I pretty much created a summer playlist, which is mostly considers of our last week's MC, Yayui Diamond, because she's still my obsession going into this week due to her style of music. It's really made my days better and go by faster. And some of the tracks that I have listened to that we didn't really discuss last week are Sunrise, which is a great, upbeat, fun track. Um, another one is Choose Me featuring Rachie, which we did talk about a little bit. The Oh, one of my favorites is Desui Boy. And Desui is a word I didn't know, so I looked it up. It means dead drunk. So... When I listen to the song, I actually understand all the lyrics now because I had to. That was the one one of the words I only didn't know. And it cracks me up listening to it. But it's such a fun dance song. And I love it. Mango featuring Minmi is another one with that great, how do you say it, uh, reggae style. Lonely Night, also been on repeat. Melon Soda is still my jam. I love it. And her newest track, Ego, has definitely hit my playlist higher. Some other non-Yayui tracks... I've listened to this. I went back to Jamoza again because she does have some good summary songs. And Nani Kaihitotsu featuring Jade and Wakadana is still one of my favorites. I've talked about it quite frequently. Jamoza's voice just flows so well. And Moshimo Negai ga Kana Unara is another big one I listen to. And also Ban Kizuna featuring Wakadana. And those are all on Apple Music, by the way, and Spotify. It's on her Sky album. Highly recommended. That whole album is fantastic, by the way. And I went back to Emmy Maria again. I keep going back to some of the same tracks, such as Scream My Name, Nobody Like You, ASAP, Mr. Alien. She is a heavy R&B artist. Great vocals. And I love her style. I wish if I could talk about her more, but she hasn't had anything new since 2017, which makes me sad. But I still recommend checking out her track. She's worth it. I went back to Aisha, 
Candy Love, Shy Demo E, Aini Ikuyo, uh, Heartbeat is another one I love by Aisha. She has been on my playlist. I am on a cream streak still due to Lovey Dovey just dropping. I also went back and went way back to old cream. And by I mean old cream, I mean like 2013 cream. And it's been a while since I've dived that far in. And I forgot how much I love their older style. And it's interesting hearing that transition. I've been obsessed with kissing K-I-S-S-I-N-G Flipside. That has been my go-to track all week. And it is just amazing. And I mean, and her dreaming track is great. Shooting Star, Wonderland is another one. Micho Creamy. So those have been some highlights of my week. Also, I discovered a couple newer artists due to uh, Yayui Diamond, actually. I did a random hip-hop channel, and I discovered Hitomen and Ako Gorilla, who is featured on No Bra. Um, I've been listening to a couple of their tracks, like Hitomen's Body, the remaster version, is phenomenal. And... Another artist called Shinosuke, who I just discovered, and he's like a hip-hop rap artist, and his song Tomodachi to Yobu no Desho is fantastic. I highly recommend checking out some of his tracks because I found a couple that I loved. So, and T-Ace, who I've known of, and I never dived into him. I love his Dareka Inai track. I think it's fantastic. And I even went into some Koichi, who I know is hit or miss with people, but his song uh, Hirori de Shinai was really good. And I'm, I'm going to keep going on. I've just been listening to just so much random stuff. And I'm loving what I've discovered. I've still been jumping into my usuals. And I did listen to some Lisa. And I'm going to specify Mflow Lisa. I went back to her Elizabeth album because it's been a while. And... I forgot how good that album is. I mean, it has It's On, I Rhythm, Remakes of Tripod Baby, Do Your Thing, Ouch. I mean, she has some great tracks on that album and re-listening to it and hearing how good her voice is. And I love her in M-Flow, but it reminded me how much I love her solo work. And it just made me smile going back listening to it. So it's been a hodgepodge week. Sorry for the long rant of stuff. I hope you find some good recommendations. All of what I said is available on Apple, Spotify, and all digital streaming services. And other than that, it's been our topics. So with that, we're going to go into a couple site news that we'd like to talk about that we think is important to mention. One of them is we recently did an interview at Tricot. And you can check that out on our website at ongakudu.com. And we discussed their newest single, Inai, along with a couple other fun questions that we got to ask the band. So I highly recommend checking that out. And also, the bit of news that I am super excited about. There's two things. I'm going to go into the first one is Fakey actually dropped a new single. And... I absolutely love Fakey. I think they've had some fun tracks and I'm still obsessed with Half Moon. That's been my jam. But their latest one, which is titled Take My Hand, and it is a theme song for Akamoto Love Song, which is on Hulu which is a Hulu Japan new live action drama series based on a popular manga. And I I just 
I, I think Take My Hand is a great track. It's very cheerful and it gives you some courage. The lyrics are amazing. So I highly recommend checking it out. We have a very long article on our site about it. And I I recommend checking checking that out as Lil Fang actually wrote the wrote some of uh, wrote many of the tracks of Fakies and there's some little excerpts from her on there about this about Take My Hand and their other single that came out happily ever after which which was on the 20 26th of April. So check that out. But the one, the last bit of news we're going to discuss is another one that's near and dear into my heart besides Fakie because I love them too. And this is one, Gray, that I I know we did a artist spotlight on her and I wish if they would have done this when we did this. But Nishino Kana did announce and it was kind of her record label as well. As you know, she actually retired back in 2017 she got married and she's been she was doing some traveling and I was super saddened about this news I love Nishina Kana so she, uh, they had announced that all her songs were going to be released on all digital streaming platforms so why are we talking about this why is this a big deal well she's Sony and as you know, a lot of Sony artists, and I'm going to specify Sony Japan on this, a lot of them weren't always available to the international community. And this was not only streaming, but like streaming mu- digital music, streaming services, but this is YouTube as well, like music videos. And that was one of the, the things for me that made me sad because I'm a huge Nishinokana fan. I purchased all her physical albums. And I own every single physical release, minus maybe a few vinyls and the early rare ones. But this was great news, especially if you're just getting into her, even though, yes, she did recently retire. But I mean, I think one day maybe she'll come back. However, her music is not one to be missed. She is a phenomenal artist. And for them to release all her music on digital streaming services and they started putting out all her music videos on YouTube. And I'm going to correct myself on her retiree date. She went on an indefinite hiatus in January 2019. That's when she announced it. So after that, and it was after her two best albums is when she pretty much slowed down. I apologize. I mistaken 2017 with her last studio album. But, I mean, this is a big deal for me. We did an artist spotlight on her when we found out she had announced her indefinite hiatus slash, you know, early retirement. And it was difficult to find all of her music. Like, you couldn't listen to it streaming. I mean, I owned all the physical CDs, so we did a group listen. That way we could all enjoy it together. And... And it was unfortunate because we're talking about this artist that we really want to promote as we're fans of her music, but it's hard to promote an artist when not everyone has access. So I think this is a big step in the right direction for other artists in her boat that have music that's not released. And I've noticed a ton of Sony artists have started doing this. There's way more available than there was. I noticed all Michi's discography got added to Apple. And so 
it just makes me happy to see this so everyone can enjoy it. And I highly recommend checking out Nishino Kana. She is a very iconic presence in the industry, not just musically, but fashion-wise. I mean, she has inspired many artists. And I think this was a great and a big jump. And I'm so happy to see this. And with that, they brought out as one of the the, the music video to announce this was her Koisuru Kimochi from her With Love album. And you can check that out on our site. And, they, and they've been releasing more music videos by the day. And it just makes me smile. Even though I own them all. But for those who have not yet checked her out, give her a chance. I think you'll love her. Gray, what do you think about this news? Yeah, no, I think this is fantastic news. And it really goes to show a positive turnaround in uh, the Japanese music industry as a whole. When we started this podcast, I'm like... There would be selective artists on Apple Music that you could listen to, but it was very cherry-picked, I guess would be the best way to put it. And as of recently, like you've really started seeing the floodgates. Like two years ago, Avex, for the most part, was just like, oh, okay, if we have an artist, like they're on international Apple Music. And, and that's why like a lot of the people that I listen to on the regular is mostly Avex-oriented is because of that. But Sony has really, I think, been a little bit slower to the trend, and they've all, they've in historically they've been one of the more difficult ones to work with because they'll region lock music videos, and they won't put artists' tracks up on Apple Apple Music, even though you know it's a, there's a brand new track. So it's been really frustrating. But I've noticed, like with Little Glee Monster and. Uh, any of the My Hero Academia openings, because every one of those is a Sony artist. Like I've noticed, like all of those you can find on Apple Music if you just go and look. So, like I, I'm really glad that you know they've really started opening the floodgates and and we're getting past this point to where we're like this region locked silliness. Like I don't think it does you any benefits to to not have it available. In international markets, you're, the only thing you're doing is killing your own promotion. So I think that this is a step in the right direction, and uh, you know I don't know how extensive the flood, the Sony floodgates of opening has been, but uh, you know there's a couple of other artists that I would like for them to or uh, record labels. I wish that they would do too. I'm looking at you, Johnny's, but they're getting there uh, slowly but surely. And, you know, it's just baby steps at this point. But, you know, I'm looking forward to, to you know, maybe the day where everything that's out in Japan, like, you know, you can just pull it up on your phone and you have it. That'd be really nice. Oh, I agree. And I understand some songs have rights issues, even though they might most of their discography streaming. But it's a step in the right direction. And I am so excited about this news because even though I own all her CDs, it's easier for me to listen to it on my phone when I'm doing certain tasks. I mean, I have CD players in the house, but if I am maybe out at a pool or on the river or something where it's easier to have your phone and connect it to like a wireless speaker, it's such a great option to have some of your favorite artists at your fingertips. And I feel like it's great for other people to be able to discover these artists that we're talking about. So, and this is one that we discussed 
And I'm glad that everyone can finally listen to all her music. And you're not just limited to her two recent best albums, The Love Collections, released in 2018. So it makes me happy that everyone can actually experience more of her music because I have so many songs that I can recommend by her. And if you listen to our Nishino Kana podcast, you'll hear a lot of the ones that we talk about that now you'll be able to check them on on streaming. So with that, we are going to go on to today's topic, which this is a topic that's actually kind of near and dear to my heart because this is my style in a way and one of my go-to styles. So our topic is to someone who listens to female R&B, what group or artist would you recommend? And I feel like for me, I had way too many. However, Gray, I know this is something you don't always dive into too much. So I'm curious, who did you pick? And I'll have some more questions for you after you discuss her. Yeah, no, uh, sounds good. Actually, I want to give you credit because uh, it was you that gave me my artist this week. And I I am going to be recommending her, but I wouldn't have her without you. So thank you, Luna. You were a lifesaver. You, you threw me a lifeline when I really needed it. So uh, I went out and uh, I grabbed a artist, like I said, that Luna had recommended. And uh, I want to be upfront. I am not 100% certain on the pronunciation of this artist's name. I think it's Miss Oja, but I've been saying Miss Oja in my head all week because it's it's obviously MS period and then O-O-J-A. So I'm not 100% certain. We tried to do some digging off you know before we started the show but we just weren't able to really find anything concrete so i'm going to say oja for the rest of the show and i i just apologize if that is not the correct pronunciation if i am wrong or right and you know please leave a comment we would would love correction for the record so yeah no i wound up checking her out on luna's recommendation and I checked out her song, uh, I Remember You, featuring AK-69, and honestly, that song has a really good hook. It has a really good rhythm to it, which is really what you're looking for, rhythm and blues. And then, like, AK-69, and I've heard AK-69 featured in other works as well, so I'm kind of familiar with him a little bit. But he has a really good rap in this song, and I wound up really falling in love with I Remember You. I've added it to my music library. It is fantastic. And uh, I went back and I listened to uh, Hoshifuru Yoruni and uh, Hajimari no Toki. And I both, I wound up really, really enjoying both of those singles. And uh, then I went back, I listened to her Heart album, which is her second album. It came out in 2012. Uh, one thing I do want to note is Apple Music only has a, three of her albums up and it's missing quite a few she has a total of eight and there's only three so apple music is missing a lot of her stuff but i will say what's there is really good her heart album is amazing i loved every track on that it was really good i listened to it earlier today just to get a refresher and had a lot of fun with it. It, it was the high, like, honestly, 
her heart album has actually been like the highlight of my week. It's been the best thing I've listened to all week. And it really just put just this awesomeness. So, uh, yeah. And then I also listened to her again album, which dropped in 2016. And that one was really good too. I didn't like it as much as heart, but you know, it's, it's still pretty solid. And, then, like, you know, the the day before we record, she drops a brand new song, Sweet Home. And that one's really, really good, too. It's more of a ballad and stuff. But, yeah, I really, really grew to like Miss Ucha. I think she's got a fantastic voice, a voice that really just, I mean, she's able to really flex it and show. Like, she really knows what she's doing with it. And I just really, what really tipped me off to, like, her vocal talents is she has a cover album. It's her best couplings covers. And the very first song on it is First Love, which is a very popular, famous song originally done by Utada Hikaru. And her cover of it is almost, I mean, it is pushing it as good as the original. It is wonderfully done with amazing vocals. And you really hear it in her cover for First Love. So she's really, really talented. I think she's fantastic. She has a really good R&B feel. Sometimes she can really blend it a little bit. She, she is what I call light R&B, which is what I love. You know, I like the the lighter R&B stuff. It kind of has like an older sound to it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like the, the early days of R&B. You really hear that rhythm and you really, like you can really hear the blues too. And uh, blues sometimes has like this, conception that it's supposed to be like downer music or whatnot but blues tends to be fun because it's supposed to bring you out of you know depression so it it's it can really be upbeat at times and it just depends on the drums like like usually for me like i know blues when i'm either like sometimes like the guitar gives it away but typically the drums or, or the percussion and and r&b is uh has some really telltale percussion signs and so, yeah, Miss Uja is a really good R&B artist. She has really good rhythm, and her blues is really good, too. I, I did. I really wound up loving her as a whole. She, she, she was the shining star of my week, uh, and I, I just absolutely fell in love with her. So I, I recommend Miss Uja. Uh, I, think, I think she's fantastic. And like I said, uh, her... Discography is not extensive on Apple Music, but I think what's there is amazing. And if you're gonna, if you take the time to listen to her, I think you're going to get a real treat. I 100% agree with that. She is fantastic, and I really do wish more of her songs were streaming on Apple. I mean, you can check out a good amount on Spotify as well if you do not have Apple. But she is just a I think it's her voice, like you said, Grace. She has a phenomenal voice. And I love I Remember You featuring AK69. Out of all the new tracks she's released this year, that is 100% my favorite. And, I mean, I think Sweet Home is solid. Although, I since it just dropped, I haven't listened to it as much. But I... I it's just something has not been as good as I remember you. I think Hajimari no Toki, though, was my favorite up until I heard I remember you. 
And I think all the ones she's done for 2021 have been hit for me. I mean, there hasn't been one I didn't like. And I'm actually looking forward to her releasing a next studio album because she's had so many great releases so far. And last year she dropped a vintage cover song album in August of 2020. So I'm really looking forward to her doing another studio album as it's been quite a bit. And in general, like her, like you said, Gray, her, for her second album, Heart, is amazing. I mean, some of my tracks, B is one of my favorites. And I love Saigo no Kotoba, I Can Change, Reborn. I mean, the whole album for Heart is phenomenal. And I know you mentioned Dilemma, Dilemma, I'm on Your Side is great. It just has this, it's such a beautiful track. And Interlude, Rock Me Baby is more of an upbeat one. And I love that she, she switches it up. I mean, she does phenomenal ballads, but she can also do a great mellow, chill style. And she can do... I mean, she can do pretty much anything with her R&B, and I love that. She is a very versatile artist when it comes between ballads, upbeat, and chill. And I think it's because her voice goes over so well. And like you mentioned, First Love, I agree. It's one of the best covers I've heard of it. And so many artists have covered First Love. And I do think hers is probably one of the best I've heard. I think Crystal K's is on par with Miss Oljaws, though. But I, I mean, I've heard out of all the ones I've heard, which is a lot, I do think she's one of the best because she hits every note. She does her own thing with it. And it's beautiful. I mean, you do feel the emotions in First Love. And she did a couple other covers that I wanted to mention that I just thought were phenomenal. And one was Let Go, which was originally Mflo Loves Yoshka. And Yoshka has a way lighter voice than Miss Ulja. And I love what Miss Ulja did with her smoothness of Let Go. And I thought she did an amazing job. The other one she liked that I loved was Hello Again, Mukashi Kara Arubasho, which was originally by My Little Lover. And I love the cover of that. I mean, I love the original because I, I really enjoy My Little Lover, but I thought she just did amazing. So hearing her cover, her best and coupling covers, which is on Apple, I mean, she knows how to hit the notes on that. And I absolutely love that with her. I'm hoping to pick up a lot of her physical tracks now because I, like you, Gray, I fell in love with her. And this made me dive deeper in. I've listened to random songs here and there by her over the years, but never fully jumped into her discography. And this also pushed me to jump back in as this is kind of, she's what you want in an R&B artist. And I'm really glad you picked her because this also gave me a chance to listen to her recent, more recent tracks besides Hajimari no Toki and also go back to her older songs. Um, so I did have a couple questions. Is this an artist that I know not all of hers is available on Apple, but let's say if you were able to go to Japan and find some of her albums, would you purchase them? Maybe. Hmm. I'd have to honestly think about that. I, I try to limit what I buy just because money. I, I, I've never if money wasn't an option. Let's do this. If money was not an option, like let's just say you were comfortable 
and yeah. you were able to go over there and you could get her albums. Is she someone you would you think is worth purchasing? Yeah, especially if you can't find them digitally. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely would at least like a physical copy of her heart album because I really, really liked it. And honestly, like Apple Music can be a bit of a gamble if they're ever going to get, you know, all of her music. And so, you know, if I could only get like her other stuff by buying it physically, you know, I might would check it out or maybe go to one of the rental stores and see if I like it and then, then go out and buy it, which <laughs> I know is not what you do with that, but that, that's what I, uh, like I would, I would probably do it that way. Uh, just cause I, I try to be as supportive as I can, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's weird. Uh, cause I, part of me feels like I just discovered her and a lot of times like artists that I've been, that I make purchases for, I have been listening to a little while, so, but I, I could see myself buying her. I don't think I'm going to stop listening to her. And, uh, cause like I said, I've liked everything she's put out this year. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually very eager to see, you know, if she drops like an album, I think that'd be really awesome. So I, you know, I, I, I could see myself buying. Yeah. More than likely, uh, probably 90% chance. I'd probably pick something up if I was in Japan and comfortable. Awesome. And, and just to state, I ch- Spotify has the same thing as Apple Music does. I know once in a while one will have something, the other does not. But unfortunately, that's kind of how it is. So, But I agree. I honestly would pick up a couple of her albums as well. I think her Heart album is phenomenal. And I'd probably pick up a couple of her best albums. Just that way you get a whole you get a good sense of her career, but I'm so glad you picked her and I'm looking forward to seeing you talk a little bit more about her when we, when we do our now listenings or even on our Ongaku goes. So I have a feeling she might be making both of ours. We'll see. Um, So with that, we're going to go to my artist and I had a really difficult choice choosing because I love R&B and not just Japanese R&B. I do like R&B in the States and other countries as well. It's my go-to genre. I like the beats, the vocals. I like the soul of it. And Japan has so many artists to offer in this. A lot of the ones that I personally have a connection to, uh, many do not have anything new. So I avoided them. I wanted to pick some an artist that has currently been doing music and one that I followed and I remember starting off with. So I picked I, AKA AI or the original AI. So she is a bilingual artist. She is actually was born in LA, moved to Japan later on in life. And you can hear the influence she has as being not only bilingual, but being from LA, she has a big, heavy American influence R&B. And it is, you hear that throughout all her tracks. And that is her specific sound. And one of the reasons I love her, I feel like she paved the way for many Japanese artists to do American R&B. I mean, her first album was, was in 204. And actually... I, I'm going to state that. Sorry, I was thinking of one of my favorite albums by her. 
her first studio album actually dropped in 2001 called My Name is I. And she has been prominent even before that as she did some stuff in the U.S. And I feel like that was a big inspiration for her. She was actually a backup dancer in Janet Jackson's promotional video Go Deep. She was in a very short-lived Asian female group called SX4. And with that, she actually made her major label de- debut with BMG Japan BMG Japan back in the day. So she has been around since really the late 90s, early 2000s. And she has been a huge influence in the Japanese mu- music scene and R&B scene specifically. And, and it's really do she I feel like part of it she brought a lot of that American style to the R&B genre I mean at the time we also did have Mishia who was a huge influence as well and you can hear her soul and her music just like you can with I but I feel like I has inspired so many artists and you hear that especially nowadays in the Japanese music scene I mean I can hear I's influence in like Minami from Cream and singer Riri has stated like I is one of her inspirations and she actually got to work under I and I was like her mentor to her so that you can hear I's inspiration Riri's music so for me picking I was a big deal because of her influence and she has an extensive discography I'm just gonna be honest but the good thing is she has a lot of best albums So that makes it easy for people who want to check her out, give her a quick listen. Unfortunately, most of her music is not streaming, and that breaks my little heart because some of my favorite albums aren't streaming. However, a lot of the tracks we are, I'm going to bring up that I highly 100% recommend are streaming on Apple Music and Spotify. As much as I want to say what some of my favorite albums are, I can I actually blind bought blind bought them. A couple of them I listened to back in the day, blind bought. But I'm going to jump right in to some of mine. And w- the first track I heard by her is Story, which we have discussed. If you listen to our wedding songs episode, I brought it up as a potential wedding song. And I regret not putting this in my wedding because it is such a perfect song for it. I just didn't have an instrumental and I didn't want vocals to walk down the aisle to. But Story is my favorite song, 100% hands down by I. It is also the first track I heard that turned me into the biggest fan of hers. And it is on her Concha Best album, which is streaming. It was originally on her Micaholic AI album, which I 100% recommend. It is a phenomenal album. I have a physical copy staring at me right now. And Story is a beautiful ballad. The piano in it is just amazing. I smooth, sultry vocals and the powerful lyrics. It is the message I sings about. About loving someone, protecting them, and about their story, your story together. It makes for the perfect wedding song due to the lyrics, the composition, everything about it. Not only that, it is a perfect ballad in my mind, and it will always be my favorite song by her hands down. It has moved me to the point of tears, and there are times I'll listen to it and I will just, 
I will just have this happy crying because it affects me that way. And when you hear her sing it live, you can hear the emotion and power coming through in story. And this is a track I will recommend to everyone because it is it's one of those perfect ballads and I don't say that often because I can nitpick things but story is one of those so the another one that I I love by her is believe yes it is a ballad again but just like story it is an amazing composition the lyrics and eyes vocals she knows how to hit her ballads and she does it well and her vocals fit with it. And there's a reason I do love American R&B. It is like Mariah Carey ballads. I, I go goo goo gaga for them. Yes, I do. And I does that for me for Japan because her ballads are amazing. No, she might not have the octave like Mariah Carey, but her ballads are powerful, sultry. They stick in your mind. You remember them. And that R&B feel with them just I I cannot get enough of it and believe is another one that would always stick out to me and still does and that as well as on her Concha Best album so and the next one I'm going to go a little more upper R, uh, upper beat R&B which is I Want to Know and this is another track that I remember when it was released I remember when a single dropped I remember wanting to buy it and I couldn't because of money and I was only allowed so many things I was only allowed, I only had so much allowance, let's put it that way. So I want to know is amazing because it shows she not only can do um, R&B, she pulls that hip hop style in it. And she occasionally, I love it when she throws her hip hop in because I is a great rapper. I mean, she's more than a great rapper. She's a phenomenal rapper. And she shows you both sides of her and I want to know not just her vocals but her rap and I love that she can push that hip-hop element with her tracks without making it hip-hop she still keeps the R&B feel but rolls her hip-hop into it and I love that she can do that because it fits and she shows that she is very versatile in that way and making you absolutely love it and I want to know is also on Concha Best Album. Pretty much all of these are besides one of the last ones I'm going to talk about. So You Are My Star is the next one. It's an upper ballad. I'm a sucker for ballads. This one is a more, when I say upper ballad, it's not your slow, slow, soulful ballad like Story and Believe. It has those high points where it goes a lot faster. The composition is faster. The vocals are faster and match up with it. And You Are My Star is amazing. It It was originally on her Viva AI album, which I was listening to in the car today. And I love it. It's great. I mean, I I love that she does tracks like this because it's not a full ballad, but it's not an upbeat song. It's just one of those enjoyable tracks that you just can't help but get into and you want to sing to. And that's one of the other reasons I love her. It's super smooth and it does cross that borderline R&B pop melody but I know how to keep it R&B with her boisterous vocals. And you hear that. So the last two tracks I'm going to talk about are the same, but they're not the same. And they are from her latest album, It's All Me, Volume 2, which is streaming on Apple Music. Highly recommend it. It is a great mini album. So it is Not So Different and Not So Different Remix featuring A Witch. And these were not only on her 
It's All Me Volume 2. They were also her two newest digital singles. And Not So Different dropped in November, and then the remakes followed about a month later. I love both. I will say, hearing Not So Different, at the time it was released, was perfect. Because with everything going on in the world today, everyone needs to hear this track. The lyrics are where it's at. And the first whole verse is in English. And the chorus is a mix of Japanese and English. And then the second verse is in in Japanese. I mean, you hear a little English in there, here and there. But this is one that moved me. And it is an upbeat track. But the lyrics is the reason why. Because it delivers a powerful message that we're all human. And it talks about spreading the love to each other. And being kind to one another. And that we're really all human. We're not different. We may all speak different languages, come from different places, but we are all human. We all feel things. We feel emotions. And that we all really need to come together as one and stop being so different. And that is the one, this is why I say this is a track everyone should listen to. And I'm tearing up as I'm saying this. Even though the song isn't a teary song, it makes you want to cry. But it's one that really does bring you together. And this is why I will always, always recommend this. And this has become one of my fav- my second favorite track probably by her. I will say it is. And the original version is fantastic. However, I I have a soft spot for A Witch. And I also think her lyrics, the rap that she contributes in Not So Different Remakes, are very, very true and real. And I am glad I had A Witch featured in this because A Witch also had lived in the US at one time. So this track, I'm sure, meant a lot to her hearing it. And having her be a part of it in a remix just felt right. And A Witch's lyrics flowed perfectly with the track and I's vocals. And I will not speak, I I will speak so much of Not So Different. And I still go back and listen to this track all the time. And I will not recommend it enough. So, and not to mention, so not only has I done tracks like these, she is a big collaborator. She collaborates with many, many artists. And the reason I want to bring this up is I got in her into her due to a lot of collaborations she's done. And one of them was a track featured with Heartstales and Mflow. And it is still one of my favorite tracks. And I I just absolutely love it to this day. And you hear Ai's vocals, it all said Emi Hinauchi in it. Starstruck. So Starstruck is one of the songs that got me into her and that released in technically, I want to say 0304. And I will always recommend Star Trek, Starstruck. Sorry, I, I got Star Trek in a brain too. So I will always recommend Starstruck because one, I love Mflo. Two, I think Emi Hinuchi is amazing. Run from Heartsdales. You got AI. I in it and they all do a great combination but also I will say probably the first track I heard her on before I heard story and she rapped and it was uh uh-uh and it was on the featuring track of Sweet Chick who is aka Amado Namie but Amado Namie R&B rap style and that was a big contribution for me 
And I has done so many great collabo tracks. She did O2, which is a Fukuhara Mia song. She was featured in that. She was featured in another Amado Namie song called Wonder Woman with Suichiana. And they do such a great job. I love Eyes tracks with Amado Namie. They just hit the spot because she was also in Do What You Gotta Do with Mummy D. And Amado Namie came on on one of Eyes tracks called Fake. And I shows that her collaboration, she knows how to match those artists and their style and bring out their R&B feel to it. And I love that. She's also been in a couple Kato Media songs, such as I'll Be There With You. And um, it also had Aoyama Tarama in it. So she has done so many. And she's a very... A very artist, uh, uh, artist near and dear to my heart just because of, not only because of her influence, but because of her talent and musical style and everything. So, sorry about my rant. I was just very excited to talk about an artist who has such a enormous discography. But, Gray, what did you think of AI? I know you had heard story before, but a lot of these other tracks are very new to her, very new to you. Yeah, well, and I did get to check out the gospel version of Story, which was really good. So, yeah, it, it was definitely very interesting. I wound up really like it was. I didn't know what I was walking into, and I, I've got to listen to just a little bit more of her work than uh, just the songs that you just talked about. But uh, I can I can tell that she'd be an artist that's very hit and miss with me. But she's got a great voice, and she really knows how to work with really excellent compositions, and it really shows, especially in her slower stuff. And, you know, I, I did wind up really liking all the songs that you picked, Luna. I felt like you, you picked a, a good handful to get started with, and, you know, once you listen to these five, you know, you can kind of really go into it. And I think Not So Different and Not So Different featuring uh, A Witch, the remix, uh, like if you listen to both those songs, you really get both sides of I. It, it, it's really interesting because the A Witch version, yeah, it's a little bit more. I don't want to say dirty, but I really don't know another hip hop. Yeah, hip hop. But uh, well, I was trying to get like a more of a a feeling across, but yeah, I mean, it is way a more little hip- more grittier. Than, like- yeah, grit. Yeah, like like grit and rough. Uh, n- yes. and, and not in a bad way, not, in, not in a bad way, like, like in, in a, in the way you want, want it to be. So it, it is, is very interesting. I actually, I thought I wouldn't like not so different. And I will say, I like the original more than I do the remix, but the remix is really good. And I didn't think I'd like not so different, but I wound up really digging that song. And, and it's definitely art. Like you can really feel the R and B in that. Uh, you are, you are my star was, a fabulous song believe is i I could kind of hear the emotion in it when i listened to it and it it was really really well done i want to know was also just another wonderful track so i wound up really digging i all together like i said like outside of these five like i i like i I heard a little bit of jump and i was like "Eh, i don't know about that song but i do think like she's worth taking the time to check out and definitely look into I'm I'm glad you enjoyed what you heard as I wish if they had some of her older albums on there that way you could explore more of her music. I feel yeah. like her Concha best album 
does a decent job, but a good chunk of those tracks are gospel versions. And I is phenomenal at her gospel tracks as she has done. I mean, she did sing in a church for a while. So you could hear that influence in what gospel had on her music. And I, I like that she did versions like story gospel version is amazing as well. I like the original better, but I think the gospel version is very good. And I, I but going with her albums, there's so many great ones. And one of my personal favorites is Mycaholic AI because it is one of the first albums I heard by her. And I think her 204 AI album is great. The original AI album is amazing. And I've been listening to Viva Eye recently, which is, I, I love it. And I I honestly wish if these were all included on Apple, and they're not. Maybe eventually they will be, and that's my hope with a lot of these artists, more of their stuff popping up digitally and being more available. But I, I'm glad you enjoyed her, and hopefully you'll get to check out some of her collaborations in the future, because she... She has collaborated with so many artists, I couldn't even begin to name them all. And her collaborations are, oh my God, they're freaking amazing. Yeah, no, uh, it, it'll be a little difficult because, I mean, we just have so much going on with the site. But I'll try to keep my uh, eye on her as best I can. And ho hopefully uh, she has something really substantial drop soon. It'd be very interesting uh, to take a listen. She Oh, yeah, she did just release her It's All Me mini album, which came out in, if I'm correct, it was February. Yeah. And her It's All Me volume one released last year in July. And those two are both streaming. I think both are great. It's All Me volume one. Her track Gift is one of the leading tracks on there. It is a beautiful song. And I'm looking forward to seeing more in the future because she's really... She, She's been really doing a great job. She also covered uh, a couple tracks that one I wanted to highlight was y Yusha Tachi, which is a Kato Media song. And I did buy that cover album because I'm a sucker in the DVD. But AI's cover of it was just phenomenal. And I also want to say her cover of Hikaru Utada's Final Distance is amazing as well. And that is on the Utada cover album. But just... There's just something about I that I've always wanted to share with people. And I'm really glad you you enjoyed what you heard of her, Gray. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed my my time with her. I did have a question. Uh, do you actually own any of I's albums? Yes. Which ones? I own several. Okay, hold on. So my my CD room right now is separate from where I'm actually recording. But... I own I Micaholic, What's Going On AI, Don't Stop AI, Viva AI, My Name is AI, Original AI, 204 AI. And from there, I need to pick up the rest. I've been wanting to pick up the last AI and Independent. And I really want to get her featuring albums because I love her featuring works. And I still need to pick up her two latest ones. But I own a good chunk of her older ones. So pretty much 2001 till 2009, I own all her studio albums. And you can tell that was the style. I was very, very into her at that time period. So going back and talking about her has been great. And I feel like Not So Different was that track to really push me back. And Gift, I mean, did push me back, but Not So Different was the one it really made me dive back in. 
I also own one of her live tours. Nice. Very nice. So I look forward to picking up more of her works. So I, I hope everyone enjoyed our topic today. And if you ever need any more R&B artists to look up, hit me up in Discord at LunaMaria87 because I would be happy to send you recommendations. So with that, we are going to go on to our MC for the week. And this week, Ken actually had the reins on this one. And I'm very sad he could not be here for this because I know he would be very, very excited to talk about it. But I am going to, we'll, we'll talk about it for him. We'll get his opinions when we do our music corner roundup. So our musical corner, our music corner this week was what's, and it's spelled W-U-R-T, capital S. And what's is a solo artist that got to start in 2021. So this year, it's great seeing a solo artist from the 21st century. So he self-produces everything from songwriting, composition, and arrangement to artwork and the music videos. So one of the things that Ken said he loves is that it's that his songs transcend the boundaries of various genres and undergo daily changes, which you can hear in all the different tracks that he does. So he is a more with a more energetic rock composition, such as so- such as songs. Waka Ten Nayol, Magical Soup, and Rima no Hibi to the more electro pop style of Talking Box and Subterranean People show that Wurtz isn't only just under one like genre and style, but he always tries to perceive a new sound. Well, some of the compositions on tracks such as Mighty Minority and Siren isn't breaking the boundaries in terms of being a rock artist. But he shows that he has that flexibility and to do any of that range. And he is a good range, too, vocal-wise. And you do hear that. So I, I actually greatly enjoyed what, uh, Watts. They, he was very interesting. And I understand what Ken meant by his... He really has that different types of genres. Because at times, he reminded me of an early Asian Kung Fu generation... And a little bit like a Sum 41 type. His songs are very straightforward and to the point. You're talking less than three minutes for each track, which I loved. I mean, he gets right down to it and it's like, here it is. And you get that whole embodiment right there. So that was one of my favorite things I loved about this. And like Subterranean People was so interesting because it's a very electronic dance type of track and you don't expect that. When you listen to tracks like Magical Soup that has this high energy rock. All right. So one of the the other songs that I enjoyed by What's that I thought was very, very interesting was it was on the Lemon Day single. It was it was My Individualism. I found it actually to be a pretty fun track. And that also had Talking Box in there, which is which has that electro pop style. And what's a super short discography, so he's easy to get through, and I I like that because of his straight-to-the-point music style. He's such an easy listen. Gray, I'm curious, though, what did you think of Wurtz? Yeah, no, uh, is it Wurtz? Wurtz? Can you say the 
guys in- I was calling him Wutz. Wutz. W- uh, Wutz. Or Wutz. That's what I'm calling him. It could be Wurtz. It is spelled capital W- you are undercase U R T capital S. S. So I'm not one hundred percent sure yeah. how to say it. So I do apologize if I'm saying it wrong, but yeah. it could be Wurtz. Yeah, and I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, he has a weird name, <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna go with Wurtz. I-, I hope that's okay. Uh, he has a very interesting style, and I-, I did. I really liked it. Like the first thing I thought of when I listened to it, like you said, Luna, was early Asian kung fu generation, like that. That was like really just hit the nail on the head. And I, I did. I, I really like his song compositions. And I really, I absolutely love that he keeps it under three minutes, especially this style of rock. It, it, it has a propensity to overstay its welcome. And with a much shorter runtime, like you don't have a song that really does that. It has a nice ending. It feels like it reaches a natural conclusion. You're not rushing to meet an end. And none of the songs really fall off into the oblivion. So it really becomes this... He, he's really good at what he does. And I really, really loved his song compositions. The one thing I had a issue with with him is his singing style. And it's... It, he's not the first person I've ever heard to sing in this style. And I desperately wish I could remember the... Uh, rock band because I had a friend that was that was a huge fan of of rock band that sung in the same style that he sings in. Uh, he absolutely loved and I liked their music, but I never liked the lead singer. And I, I honestly feel, even though it's a, I will say it's also impressive. It's one guy, but uh, to, for me, his singing style, like to me, it's a little off putting. I don't find it to be so bad that it completely ruins his tracks and his music. I I do, but I do, when he sings, I do wish like he would have someone that's a little better vocally. Like, I don't think he's bad, but it's because it's the particular style in which he's singing, but it's not a style I like. I find it to be a little grating, but Honestly, that like I said, that was the biggest critique I had of him. And even then, like it's not that big. It never took me out of the song entirely, and it never ruined a song. It just is one of those things where, like, as you're listening, so it's like, man, I really wish his vocals were better. But overall, it's still pretty solid. So I wound up liking him a lot, and I'm really glad Ken picked him. Oh, I agree. And that was kind of my thing. His vocals did throw me off a little bit, and. I really enjoyed Wurtz in general. However, I do wish I'm looking forward to see what he'll do in the future is since he's a brand new artist in 2021, he'll be one to follow as I'm not super keen on his vocals, but his compositions are so good that I ended up liking him as I felt like he had a good match. But he is an artist that I will be watching very, very in depth to see how his style begins to go further into this year and the years to come so i'm glad thank you so much ken for picking him because Wurtz was a great pick and i think he will be one we'll be discussing further on so currently Wurtz Wurtz only has two singles and a album release and the past six months he's been active his youtube channel also um should be noted as not only he does he 
Ortz direct and produce a majority of his music videos, but he also shoots vertically to stand out from everyone just a little bit more. You can check out his official website, Twitter, and Instagram, along with the music video for Magical Soup on our site. And with that, we are going to go to the Oricon, which was a mm, not-so-good week. I'm just going to be honest. So, but there's one that was my highlight, and I'm sure it's a great highlight, and we're going to look forward to talking about it. So, number 10 is... Dynamite by BTS. No big surprise there. We've said all we can said. I'm still listening to it. So it sold a total of 23,712 points. And moving on up to number nine, which I'm actually excited about. It is new to us. However, one of the tracks was released beforehand. But this is the full physical copy. It is Into the Deep by Man with a Mission. So, great. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Because I think, if I'm correct, you might have had a little mixed feelings on Into the Deep. Yeah, and, and I have a mixed history with Man with a Mission. I know I've, I've done them for Music Corner in the past. And I do. I, do. I, I tend to like Man with a Mission. But, you know, they're, they're hit and miss with me. And Into the Deep, for, sadly, was a miss. I, I wasn't crazy with what they were doing in that lead track, Into the Deep. It, it's okay. It's Man with a Mission doing what Man with a Mission does. and Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This time I just felt like it didn't. It was okay. Uh, the real highlight for Into the Deep was the second and third tracks, because those are where it was at. Uh, yeah, Perfect Clarity and uh, Chisaki uh, Monotachi, specifically Perfect Clarity. That song is gorgeous. That song is absolutely gorgeous. And and that is not something I would, not a word I typically use with Man With A Mission. Uh, they tend to not do very pretty music, but Perfect Clarity is stunningly awesome and uh chisaki uh, monotachi is really good I, I for me the highlight of the week was perfect clarity i really wound up falling in love with that into the deep like i said it's it's okay i, I didn't like it but man with a mission frequently does this where they'll just drop a song and i'm like eh, it's okay i'm not crazy about it but i don't think it's particularly bad and and into the deep just wound up being that for me this week but uh what were your thoughts luna so i actually liked into the deep and as almost a whole single i think the reason i liked it is it's a little bit harder and it is what man with a mission does and like you said about the hit or miss they're super hit or miss for me and when it into the Deep first came on. I heard a little bit of it and I'm like, this is so going to be a miss. But once I actually got deeper into the track, I ended up really liking it. It just took me a few seconds to gather my thoughts because it does sound a little experimental, but it's also that type of man with the mission, what they do. And I learned not to judge a song by the first few notes because sometimes I end up liking them. And that's what I did with Into the Deep. I, I will say it is not the best song on the single. I honestly, I agree with you on Perfect Clarity. Perfect Clarity is phenomenal and it is a beautiful, gorgeous track. 
and their vocals are perfect. The composition, I think it flows. And I also thought Shisaki Monotachi was a little bit better than Into the Deep. So I will say, yes, I do like Into the Deep as a whole track. I think it's enjoyable. But of the whole EP single, it's not my favorite of that. But it out of the new ones, it was easily the highlight. And I'm curious to hear Ken's thoughts on this because I know we all feel the same way about Man with a Mission. But I think what I did like about Into the Deep was the little bit harderness. And I thought their vocals were pretty good. You know, they rocked a lot harder than the other two songs, though. So, with that, Into the Deep did pretty good. It sold a total of 24,637 points. And we move on up to Odo by Ado. Nothing much more we can say. It sold a total of 24,962 points. A lot of these are really close in number, just by a few couple hundred when we look. And moving on up to number seven, it is, again, with Kirari by Fujikaze. I'm so glad to still see him on here. You can check out uh, several previous episodes and hear our initial thoughts. And Kirari sold a total of 25,029 points. And moving on up to number six, it is Dry Flower by Yuri. Nothing more we can say about this. I still love it. You can, it, uh, Dry Flower sold a total of 25,306 points. And moving on up to Kaito by Back Number. Again, we pretty much said all we can say on this one as well. It's still doing very good with a, with Kaito selling a total of 29,205 points. And we move on up to number four. Which it is Kaibutsu and Yasashi Suisei by Yaosobi. Again, nothing more, nothing much more we can say on this. Kaibutsu and Yasashi Suisei sold a total of 32,879 points. And moving on up to Pale Blue by Yunezu Kenshi. We did discuss this a little bit last week, so if you'd like or we did discuss it last week. If you'd like to hear initial thoughts, you can check out that episode. I still enjoy Pale Blue, but like we discussed, if you're a Kenshi fan, you will enjoy it. If you're not a Kenshi fan, you will most not likely enjoy it. But it's still doing very, very well. Not surprised. Pale Blue sold a total of 46,768 points. And moving on up to number two, Butter by BTS. Still going strong. I am not surprised by this. I mean, BTS has had a lot of frequent releases hit in 2021. Butter is one of those upbeat, poppy, catchy dance tunes. And I have a feeling we'll be seeing it on here for weeks to come. If you want to check out some of our initial thoughts on it, you can check out a couple of the previous episodes. However, Butter, so they total a 51,089 points. And moving on up to our number one. Oh, yay. It is Gomenne, Fingers Crossed by Nogizaka46. So, Gray, I'm going to let you start with this because you're usually the one who's a big supporter of Nogizaka46 and the 46s and the 48s. So let's start with you. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this is this is a song <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't like it. I I don't. 
it's really weird. It has weird flow to it. It doesn't flow right. And I really don't quite understand what they were trying to do with this song. It's just all over the place and not really in a good manner. Uh, the composition is clean, which is one of the things I will say. And I do think the girls sound good in it, but it, it's just not... I don't know. To me, it just doesn't come together like it should. And it just, it's a huge miss for Nogizaka 46. And I, I think Nogizaka 46 has a huge problem moving forward. I don't know what they're going to do with the group. I don't know what the long term plans for Nogizaka 46 are because you have Hinatazaka 46, which is your very traditional idol fair. And I think Hinatazaka 46 does it really, really well, almost to the point where they're outdoing their, their older sister group, Nogizaka 46. Because, I mean, you know, they're very consistent. And then you have the experimental group, Sakurazaka 46. And, you know, they're going to do more compositions that are a little bit more complex and a little bit more high end because they're going to do like some dance stuff to it. But then you have Nogizaka 46, and they just kind of bounce around. And I don't know like where they were trying to land with this song because it sounds like a reject song for Sakurazaka 46. So I, for me, I didn't like it. I listened as much as I could to the rest of the EP. I think I listened to all but the last song, seven songs total. And I, I will say, like, near the end, I started really liking the songs a lot more. I really felt like near the end, they they got better. They hit more of a stride. But the Gamene Fingers Crossed, it's so jarring of a song that even, even though the second song is an improvement, you still have that Gomenne Fingers Crossed taste in your mouth, and it kind of ruins it a bit. So... For me, I really wanted to, to enjoy this week. I love Nogizaka 46, and I only want them to succeed and make great music. And I, for me personally, I felt like this was a miss. Uh, I think they had their fingers crossed when they sung this because it just does not come out well. But that that's my thoughts, more or less. I, I am eager to hear, Luna, what were your thoughts on this monstrosity? <laughs> oh monstrous laughter right here so a lot of you know i'm not a big fan of the 46s 48s i am a very selective song person when it comes to a lot of the idols and i'm just gonna be honest i'm a very very hard critic and i the first moment i heard Golmenne fingers crossed I absolutely did not like it. And I will say exactly why. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It is all over the place. Just how the composition is, I felt like the vocals were not synced with the composition. It was very off. And it's extremely hard to get into a track that not only has no idea what it wants or is trying to be, but it doesn't match at all. And usually the one thing I can say about the 46s and 48s are, oh, they have decent harmonies with this. It's super generic. That's usual my go-to is it's generic. It's not for me. 
but they have good harmonies. This, no, 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 no. Go many fingers crossed. I, I did not care for the vocals, and usually that's the one saving grace for it. And this, I just felt like the vocals were off. The composition was off and just this whole track was off. And yes, Gray, you're right. I agree with you. Trying to listen to the B-side tracks is this is like a super single. It has a good chunk of tracks on here. And I I did, but it after hearing Go Many Fingers Cross, it really puts a bad taste in your mouth and you have trouble liking the other tracks on here and that was the biggest disappointment is I do go into something I do I will say I go into it looking at it sometimes I dread it but I always give something a chance and I went back and tried to re-listen to it and I just couldn't giving it that maybe I missed something maybe I can find something redeemable about Comene Fingers Crossed I personally could not it's not for me. Now, if you are into the idols and you are a super huge fan, yes, you're probably going to get this. But it's not for me. And I'm going to put it as that. I will say Japan loved it because this is one of the best selling singles I've seen in a while by the 46 and 48s. And Go Many Fingers Crossed by Nogizaka 46 with a total of 603. Uh, 603,079 points. If I recall, most of the later ones have not pay- made it past 500,000 or have barely peaked over 500,000 points. So that's really good for week one. And, and I'm going to say for like everything physical because one of the tracks was released previously. But I mean, this is probably one of their best-selling tracks that, you know, of lately. Best-selling singles of lately. And I, I, I personally don't care for it. But there might be someone who finds it redeemable and might like this style. Yeah, I mean, I think this track is definitely for somebody. I mean, it, it's number one and it, it did really well, but... Uh... Even though I'm a huge Nogizaka 46 fan, for me, I just wasn't feeling it. Oh, I I completely am with you there. It And even coming from you, I, I honestly thought you'd like it. And then when I heard you're like, yeah, I didn't care for it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa, what just happened? But I do understand why, because it's just so off. And it's unfortunate because I do want to like some of the idols and find songs I like. And when I find one I love I treasure it I try to find one track that's redeemable unfortunately this wasn't it for me but I do look forward to next time and them wowing me in some way shape or form yeah and I mean 2020 was a pretty quiet year for Nogizaka 46 and maybe I just had my hopes up because I've been waiting on this for a while I think their last single dropped last March so it's been a while and oh well they yeah they had um no i think they had something drop in the fall but i think that was also lackluster like ever since like the break like they've been missing and they had a lackluster performance at the kohaku so i don't know how bright the future is for nogizaka 46 i really hope they turn it around soon because like i said i love nogizaka 46 i own one of their albums and 
nothing would make me happier than to, to have a really freaking good Noki Zaka 46 song that we can just come on here and talk about. So, but as it stands, uh, this is another miss. So, uh, they're two for two. So we'll see how things go. Yes, we will. All right. So with that, we are going to jump over to the album side and it's been a really interesting week and there's some ones I'm excited to just kind of mention as we go through. So number 10, we got an artist that I'm so happy to see on here and I've actually been anticipating this album. It is The Race by AK69 and he has some great collaboration tracks, which is how I got into him and he is a phenomenal rapper. I cannot wait to check out The Race and hear this one. I've heard a few snippets from it and I'm already liking what I've heard. We got number nine. We got Yama, uh, Yama, uh, Yamashita Daiki with Hear Me. We got number eight, which is our lovely Love Live Sunshine, Ohara Madi first solo album, New Winding Road. And it is by Ohara Madi, who is the character, the voice actress for that is actually Suzuki Aina. And I'm uh I love Love Live and I love I enjoyed Sunshine and Ohara Mari was actually one of the characters I really liked. I thought she was a lot of fun. So I'm excited about actually checking this one out. We got number seven with e- uh, EXO, who is a very popular Korean boy band and I enjoyed EXO. I'm gonna be checking this one out as well because they always wow me. And then we got another new one, number six. We got Tabidori Kota, Songs of Passage by the Low Atis. And then moving on at number five, we got Starlight EP by Wagaki Band. I'm always happy to see Wagaki Band on here. I enjoy a lot of their tracks. Always a good treat. And we got one of our favorites at number four. We got Minami Kaze Fukeba by Kiyoshi Hikawa. I know we always advocate for Kiyoshi Hikawa and he's one of those Inca singers we greatly enjoy. I wish if his stuff was streaming because I would love to listen to more of his music. Unfortunately, it's CD only and it did very well selling over 14,000 points. And then we got number three, which is actually a game soundtrack and it is... Atsuma Atsumare Dobutsu no Mori original soundtrack. It is pretty much the Animal Crossing original soundtrack and it's the there's a specific title for it. It's the Animal Crossing New Closet soundtrack is the English translation. And I love Animal Crossing to be honest. So I don't know how I, I, I think the music's fun. Not surprised it sold so well. The game is Great. I need to get back to playing it. Number two, we got Ongaku by Tokyo Jihen. No big surprise. That sold almost 50,000 points. Tokyo Jihen is a big staple in the industry. Glad to see him on here. And we got number one as the Chaos Chapter Freeze by Tomorrow Times Together. We've seen Tomorrow Times Together on here quite a bit. They are really outdoing them themselves. So hooray for them. And with that, we just want to let you know please be sure to check out our website and ongaku to you where we keep up with news in the music industry and you can check that out at ongaku also be sure to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at ongaku to you o-n-g-a-k-u-t-o-y-o-u and we want to give a big thank you and shout out to our affiliates 
And first one is Kyoru Hunter. He is a Japanese Twitch streamer now living in the U.S. He streams mainly retro and horror games. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-R. And you can also check out Timber Taft, who is not only a Twitch streamer, but he is also a vocalist. He did a cover of the opening to Devilman Crybaby. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And you can check out my sister, Rosalie, who she's been streaming a variety of stuff, such as some of her art, some Monster Hunter Rise, and some Pokemon Snap. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Kitty R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can check out Fangirl Has No Name, who has been going through Final Fantasy VII. Please no spoilers, as this is her first run through of it. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name. F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And don't forget to check out our usual host, Ken, on Twitter, where he tweets about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Bang Dream, some D for DJ. At O-T-Y-Ken1, O-T-Y-K-E-N-1. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do together called Potosaurus, where they check out various video games and industry news. This week, they actually dived into E3. They actually did a special live of that. If you can check that out, I highly recommend it. E3 is a big convention in the gaming industry. Those of you who don't know, Nintendo announced some spectacular titles and I think blew E3 away compared to everything else that was announced. But you can check out Potosaurus by looking up Kyoto Hunter on all podcast streaming services. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Omagaka Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. I am near the end of Shin Megami Tensei 3. I'm on my third playthrough of Near Replicant. And I've been enjoying the latest season of super sentai so if you're into that stuff just follow me there all right and so you can find me on several social media services i'm a huge horror movie fan and movie watcher and also i do enjoy my anime when i get around to it so you can follow me at twitter my anime list anime planet Letterbox and Kitsu at Luna Maria 87, L U N A M A R I A 87. And you can follow me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. I mainly tweet about movies, movies, anime, Kodakumi, Kodakumi, <laughs> and photos of my cat. So if you like those type of things, follow me. And I've been treat- tweeting about a lot of horror stuff due to Destroy the Brain, who is a great local Midwest affiliate. And I highly recommend checking out some of them in their news. And with that, we want to give you guys a big thank you for listening to today's podcast. And we hope you have a great rest of your week. Please let us know if you have any suggestions or any artist recommendations. We are always happy to hear from you. This is Luna signing off. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.